welcome to Let's Dive In. It's our little podcast where we have a go at answering questions all about life, the world and everything in it. I'm Phil. I'm Julie. And let's dive in. So our question today comes from Kaylee, who came into the lab at UCD earlier in this year. And Kaylee wanted to know, how does the heart pump? What a fab question. And I'm ready to go. But just before we dive in, let's see what our mini scientists, Sophie, Hannah and Adelina, think the answer might be. Okay, Adelina, the question is, how does the heart pump? Because it's overloading with blood and then it needs to get some out and it pumps all over the body. And when it needs more blood, the blood comes back to the heart and it's all like one big circle. Hannah, you're going to go next. You ready? I think it pumps because you're happy. Why do you think that? Because I'm happy and my heart's pumping. And if you're sad? It doesn't pump. Okay, so you think that depending on your emotion, it changes how your heart pumps? Mm-hmm. How does your heart pump, Sophie? So when the lungs pump, it makes your heart pump. Example, you were running 2K, and then you're doing this. <laughs> when you're doing that, your heart is pumping, and then your lungs are pumping as well as your heart. Okay, so they had some interesting ideas. Uh, Adelina thinks that there is a circular system in the body. Hannah was adorable and guessed that it's based on emotions. And Sophie believes that it's got something to do with exercise. Interestingly, all three of those answers have something to do with how the heart pumps. So let's break it down, start at the beginning, and let's think about what the heart looks like and what it's made of. Okay. So, imagine you've got your heart in your hands. Uh, oh, my heart, it, oh, is it slimy or...? Yeah, probably, but I, let me change that just a little bit. Imagine that your hand is your heart. Okay, I'm looking at it right now, yep. Right, now, ball it up into a fist. Okay, got it, it's in a fist, fist, fist-like fist shape, yes? Fist-like, yep. Now that, that shape, that size of your fist is about the size of your heart. No way! So my heart is the size of my fist. Well, that's that's kind of cool, although I'm trying not to punch myself looking at it. Uh, does this mean that like all our hearts or kids' hearts are the same as the size of a fist as well? Because that could be this, a bit weird if they were all the size of my fist. It would be a bit weird. And I don't think your fist-sized heart would fit into a five-year-old, for example. So this is all individual to each person. So your fist is the size of your heart at your life stage right now. But a five-year-old's fist would be the size of their heart right at that time. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Okay. So this heart sits inside your body pretty much in the middle of your chest, but actually just a little bit to the left. And it's protected by these ribs. And your heart is actually made up of four chambers. Chambers, ooh, a little chambre in French, uh, like rooms in a house. Oui, bien sûr. That is exactly how we should be thinking about this. So imagine your heart is like a house and you've got two rooms downstairs. Oh, so like a garage and a playroom for, for stuff. Okay, but instead of those rooms, you've got two rooms downstairs called ventricles and two rooms upstairs called atria. So the ones on the left-hand side are 
creatively, the left ventricle and the left atrium. And the ones on the right-hand side are the right ventricle and the right atria. Now, the clever thing about the heart is that it's made of a very special type of muscle. It's called a cardiac muscle. And that muscle allows the heart to pump, to beat all day and all night for your entire life without stopping. Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, hopefully all day and all of the night. So just a quick explainer. Cardiac muscles or heart muscles or the myocardium only exist in the heart, nowhere else in the human body. And it's a really specialised muscle. It is an involuntary muscle, which means that it moves without your brain having to tell it to do so. And it does this because there are special cells inside the heart muscle that release a chemical telling the muscle to contract or squeeze and relax. So it's this contracting or squeezing and relaxing that makes the heart pump or beat. Exactly. And because of this special cardiac muscle, we never actually have to think about how to make the heart do any pumping because it does it all by itself. And then this makes all of the blood flow around your body. Yes. And this is where the circulatory system comes in. And this is where Adelina was right in her guess. The heart just pumps blood around the circulatory system and it just keeps going round and round and round and round. You join us live at the heart for the main event this evening, where we have Phil, our intrepid reporter, waiting in the left ventricle for the blood to arrive. Phil, how are things looking down there? Yeah, thanks. I'm in the left ventricle now, just waiting for the... Oh, here it comes. Here's the blood coming down. We're inside. It's in the left ventricle. It's being squeezed where we are right now, and it's been sent off around the body to deliver oxygen everywhere. Back to you in the studio. So there we have it, folks. The blood is coming back in from the heart to the rest of the body, delivering oxygen to all of the muscles. And after it's done its job, it's going to head to one place. And that place is where we have our other intrepid reporter. Julie, you join us live from the atrium. How are things down there? That's right, that's right. I'm here in the right atrium. It's very exciting in here, very tense. We're waiting for the blood to come back in. And I think I, think I can see it coming now. Yeah, yeah, here it comes, here it comes. The blood's coming back in. Whoa! The right ventricle. Phil, are you waiting for me? Are you there? Are you ready to be seen? Thanks, Julie. Yes, I've just moved from the left ventricle over to the right ventricle. I've made the journey, but I've now seen the blood, blood that's come from me in the atrium down to me. And what's happening very quickly, the heart is contracting again and it is being sent speedily back to the lungs to pick up oxygen. This is a very difficult manoeuvre, but the heart is so used to doing it repeated time and time again. Let's hope it can consistently deliver these results to you. Fab, thanks, Phil. I've actually also made my way across to the left atrium now on the left side of the heart and I am waiting here for the blood to come back in, collecting all its oxygen from the lungs, ready to go back down to hopefully where you are again in the left vegetable, ready to push it back up to the rest of the body. Phil, have you made it in time? Yes, I'm all very tired of what I'm doing. I've now moved back to where I was originally, just proving that this whole thing is a cycle going round and round. I've no idea how the heart is able to do this at such speed consistently. The levels of performance that are being output today, I'm even getting choked with this, and I'm just going to go live back to the studio to see how it's a cycle. I mean... 
Thank you, Phil and Julie. Well, there you have it, folks. You've seen such an amazing performance from the heart. Yet again, levels of performance being delivered here. And what's really amazing is that it just keeps continuing to deliver year on year, month on month, day on day, beat after beat. And what's more, it can never be beat because the heart is so special. Back to you. Have a great day. I'm out. So, question, does the heart always pump at the same speed then? No, it doesn't. It's a really good question. And here we can go back to Hannah and Sophie's answers. When we experience our emotions, you know... My emotions! Oh, your emotions are so excited about all this news and information that's coming to you. So when (laughs) we're really excited, yay! (laughs) Or when we're really, really sad. When we get some bad news. Oh. We're just... (laughs) We're just feeling a bit down, you know. Well, can we move on, please? Yeah, okay, let's, Thank you. let's move on. <clears throat> so, when we feel emotions, our body sends out these chemicals called hormones, and these hormones will tell the heart if it needs to beat faster or slower. So when we're excited and running around, we need much more oxygen to get to our muscles so we can be excited and do the running around. So our heart needs to pump faster and faster to make sure that the oxygen can get there. Oh, okay. So then sometimes when we're sad or not doing much, our heart doesn't need to pump as hard or fast because we're not moving so much. This is also when we are resting. Phil, are you sleeping? Phil, Phil. No, uh, oh, Phil. sorry. Hey. <coughs> sorry, I was just um, <coughs> just resting my eyes. It's a thing. Um, sorry, I was just. You mentioned resting and being relaxed, and I was relaxing. Sorry. Yes. So resting. What I meant was that every one of us has a heart rate, which is the amount of beats our heart does in a certain amount of time. And when we are resting, we have something called a resting heart rate. And this is something that is best measured very first thing in the morning when you wake up. Oh, okay, interesting. But when I wake up in the morning, my alarm practically makes me jump out of bed and I feel like my heart is going 90. It's racing. 90, that's... Yeah, that, that would be pretty high in the morning, so I, would, I wouldn't feel so comfortable about that either. And I should clarify, a resting heart rate is measured when you wake up naturally, you know, to the songs of the birds and and, and no children and, and no scary alarms. Are you living in a Disney film where you wake up where the, the, the window is open and a small songbird comes in and goes, Julie, Julie, it's time to wake up. Like, are you? A, you sound like a Disney princess the way you just described yeah, that. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Instead, I have stomping children yelling at me, going, "Mama, Mama, it's time to wake up now! Can we go downstairs?" Yeah, no, I, I have a wife who just wants to go play with her Lego. So that's yeah, same, same kind of thing. Same. same kind of thing. <laughs> okay, well. Fingers crossed that one of these days I will have a relaxing, natural wake up, and I thought it might be quite interesting to see if I could measure my resting heart rate. So how are you going to do that? Okay, so apart from like having a calm morning, what do you, you actually use to measure your heart rate? Well, I managed to dig up in boxes in the loft a really old heart rate monitor that I used to use when I was swimming about 15 years ago. 
Now, hold on, listeners, just to pull back a little bit, Julie's being modest here. When Julie said she used to swim, Julie, you swam in like the Commonwealth Games. Like, Julie, this was a big deal. I know for you, it's like, that's just what I used to do. But you were competitively swimming. I was competitively swimming. You're right. Thanks, Phil. Thank you. Um, No, this is something I did when I was a teenager and I would be swimming. And and when I was swimming, I'd wear my heart rate monitor to see how fast my heart was beating and how slow my heart was beating during certain swimming exercises but I would also wear my heart rate monitor anytime during the day when I felt like I needed to measure my heart rate but also in the night time so that when I woke up first thing in the morning I could look at my heart rate monitor and it would tell me how fast or slow my heart was beating. Is heart rate good to know because you're an athlete? It is really important to know as an athlete because your heart rate is an indication of your heart health so the healthier and stronger and fitter your heart is often the slower your resting heart rate will be. But when I started getting a cold, I started getting sick, the first indication of my illness would be a higher resting heart rate. And that would then help me change my training schedule if I needed to, or you know, make sure I, I missed a session or had an extra vitamin C drink or something like that. Wow, that sounds really d- detailed. So are we, we're going to do have a look at your resting heart rate now. We are indeed. Now, it's not going to be anywhere near as low as 42 to 44 beats per minute because I don't swim 24 hours a week anymore. Um, but <laughs> it might be quite interesting to see what it is anyway. So all I have to do is I put my heart rate monitor, the band around my chest, and I put my watch around my wrist and <sighs> I say goodnight. Oh, goodnight, Phil. See you in the morning. See you in a while. Good morning, everyone. I'm going to measure my heart rate now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, sorry. That's not very high. It's not. I'm really quite pleased with that. Okay, I'm going to go back to the studio now. Hold on a minute. Oh, I made it. And, well, it wasn't exactly exercise, but from going upstairs to going into the studio, my heart rate went up to about 65, 70. Yeah, 60, 65 it is now. So, looks like I did a little bit of exercise. Yeah, no, so you've done a bit of exercise and your heart rate's gone up? A bit of exercise, exactly, exactly. And this, hey, this links us really nicely. It's almost like to, we planned this, Julie. Oh, wow, you what? It's amazing. It's back to Hannah's answer that it had something to do with exercise. And that's exactly it. I've just run down the stairs and my heart rate's just gone up because I've done a little bit of exercise. Nice. But... Before we move to that, just something that might be fun for you guys to do is to measure your own resting heart rate when you wake up in the morning. So there's a very, very simple way to do this. All you need is your two fingers, your carotid artery. Your your what? Your carotid? Oh, that, oh, I do know that one, actually. Sorry, I thought you said carotid artery. Uh, the, your carotid artery is the big one on the side of your neck. On the right-hand side? 
There's actually one on both sides, so it doesn't matter which side you measure, but whichever side you use, you want to use that hand. Ah, okay. Because that's just easier. So you take your index finger and your middle finger, put them together, and then put them right at the top of your neck, just underneath the crease where there's a join between your jawline and your neck and you should be able to feel if you press in a little bit you should be able to feel like a, a, a pulsing and that is the blood flowing through the carotid artery which is being pumped from the heart no and that's your your resting heart rate so okay so what about the running around and exercising your 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 heart does beat faster like when you went down the stairs your heart rate went up Yes, yes. And actually, Phil, you have an exercise for this, don't you? Yes, well, I do. But this is one that we tried with. <laughs> hey, this is fun because it causes a lot of pain. Sorry, no, I mean fun. It causes a lot of fun. What it does is we're going to try it out. Uh, everybody at home can try this themselves if you're in the car or you're with granny and granddad or whatever else. All we want you to do is to put your hand out in front of you as if you're a superhero flying, but keep your fist closed at the end. You, you got that, Julie? Yeah, got it. Fist closed right in front of me. Feel like I'm going to punch someone. Yes, that's exactly the way it is. You should be like as if you're about to start flying. Uh, out there, you're not using your other arm to hold it out. And what you're going to do is you're going to open your hand as wide as you can to 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 pretend like your hand is your fist, and you're going to be letting all the blood in. And then you're going to close it and pump blood all around the body. But we're going to do this as fast as we can for thirty seconds. Are you ready? Thirty seconds. That does. That's not very much. This will be fine. You do, ah, 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 ah. Yes, yeah, it does not seem like a lot, but for 30 seconds, we're just going to pretend our hand is our heart. So and no like little small ones. We're going to go wide as we can and as, as closed fist as we can. You ready? Three, two, one and a half, one, go. Okay, open and close as fast as you can. Okay, 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 I'm doing it. Good, good. Right, now, listeners, you keep going with this, you keep going with this, and uh, we'll see how our little mini testers did with this one. So the thing is, your heart never, ever, ever stops beating and it never, ever gets sore or tired. So it's a really, really special group of muscles. Your heart is surrounded by muscles to be able to keep it beating your whole life. So can you imagine if you had the hands that are in your, the muscles that are in your heart in your hand? Mm-hmm. You'd be able to move your hand forever and never, ever, get, or in your legs, you'd be able to run forever and never, ever, ever get tired. How cool would that be? Cool. Oh, Phil, my hand and arm are so sore. Yours, mine too. My hand is so sore and tired. I mean, like, but my hand is so tired and sore, but my heart doesn't feel this tired after I exercise. And you know what? That's because it's made of that special cardiac muscle that exists nowhere else in your body except your heart. And that's how it just keeps going and going and going. Keeps going and going all day. And all of the night. Woo! So we've learned that our heart pumps because it's made of a special muscle called the cardiac muscle that contracts and expands to push blood around our bodies. And we've learned that when we rest, our heart beats and pumps blood slowly. And when we're emotional or excited or are exercising, it pumps really, really fast. I know. 
I'm just I'm a little emotional now because it's so special and I think my heart's beating a little bit faster because I'm I'm feeling so many emotions. Pull it together, Phil. Pull it together, man. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying. Moving on. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for diving. There we go. Thanks for diving into this great question with me and Julie and about why our heart pumps from Kaylee. We'll be back soon with another science question. But before you go, here's a final little thought from our mini testers. Listeners, run, 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 run. Are you feeling tired? If you are, it means that your heart is pumping. Okay, so do some exercise. We go do some exercise. Yeah, let's yeah. run, people. Yeah, let's run. Let's go run. Run. Thank you for listening. Now, apart from Julie and me, Let's Dive In is only made possible thanks to the support of Science Foundation Ireland and RTE. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So a giant thanks to them for supporting us and helping us put it all together. But what I think is even more important, no offence, Science Foundation Ireland and RTE, is the people who send the questions and our mini testers, because really they are the stars of our little international science showcase of science. Science showcase of science? Showcase of science. And because, I mean, like, we are showcasing the future and they are the future. We'd also like to thank our delightful producer, Nikki Coughlin. Whoop, whoop. Our coordinators, Lorna Byrne, Sharon Shannon and Avian Bird. And of course, the head honcho, the lovely and very important Suzanne Kelly. I feel like I should have a drum roll. We should have a drum roll. Suzanne, I don't know. (laughs) Please keep us, don't fire us. And finally, thank you goes to you. Yes, you for listening. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. And even your cat about the show and make sure that you like and subscribe. So until next time, enjoy your life. And other things. See you soon. Bye.